Fear knocked at the door. Faith answered. There was no one there. Why do you want to do this shit? So you could touch a bunch of strangers? You really skeeve the human body, don't you? You like this so much? Let me ask you a question. Why do pissing, shitting, and fucking all happen within a two-inch radius? Everybody asks that, Paulie. There's no answer for it. They're all sources of pleasure, though. Get the fuck out of here. Everybody does ask it, but no one has an answer. Welcome, my friends, to Cut to Black, a Sopranos sit-down. My name is Jim Scampoli, and I've seen every episode of The Sopranos. My name is Jacob Burrows, and I've seen 58 episodes of The Sopranos. And I will say that very clip I heard years before watching (laughs) The Sopranos, because it has been used for the intro of your show, Jim and Them, Am I Wrong? Uh, you know, you are correct. That is one of my favorite uh, little moments because there's like weird crosstalk. I love that, you know, what fear knocked at the door, faith answered, nobody was there. <laughs> and then the whole pissing, shitting, and fucking. It's such a great scene. And Sopranos, as we point out many times before, is very funny. Oh, absolutely. It needs a laugh track, and I keep saying it. It would be, it's a perf, almost perfect show if only they had that laugh track. And I hope everyone knows I'm being ironic by now. If you've listened to 58 episodes, I don't actually think we should have a laugh track. But it would kind of prove a point that The Sopranos is extremely funny. Uh, either way, this episode, Sentimental Education, who put this thing together, Jim? This is written by Matthew Weiner, the creator of Mad Men. Uh, it's also directed by Peter Bogdanovich, who is a uh, director and also plays the role of Dr. Elliot Kupferberg, uh, Dr. Melfi's uh, therapist. Interesting. I would not have pegged him for one of those types, but then aren't they all in this show? They all direct and write, don't they? Oh. Yeah. He, uh, he directed The Last Picture Show, which is a famous movie I've heard of but I've never seen. Same here. So sorry, everybody. <laughs> yeah. um, right. So this is a very Tony Egg heavy episode. Uh, it did. It does start with him. I was tweeted by uh, someone, uh, a dear listener. Thank you for tweeting me at Jacob Burrows on Twitter, uh, asking why I call him Tony Egg. And I'm like, isn't it obvious? Like, w- if you had the opportunity to um, uh, add Egg to anyone's name, wouldn't you do it forever, Jim? Yeah, absolutely. It's a good callback. I know Tony. Um, Uncle Junior calls him that once because he's confused, but still, it's. I mean, we're we're talking about two Tonys here, so it yeah. is a good way to differentiate. You could call him Tony B, but to- Tony Egg will do. Yes, so Tony Egg, he uh, is doing his you know laundry collection or whatever he does, and uh, the truck seems to get stolen, and he starts running after it, and he falls just on his own and scratches up his leg real bad. I you know I kind of thought this would be you know. Uh, me getting to flex my mob bones and I'm going to toss out whoever it is and beat the shit out of him. But no, he just falls and hurts himself real bad and has a real bad day at work as he has to come in and punch out. And uh, he's been, you know, talking to the police for hours and his boss is riding his ass and all this stuff. And you know how dumb I am. Like at first I was like, oh, he left the truck on and it just <laughs> drove away. Because, <laughs> <laughs> wow. you know, they don't yeah, no, sh- like... Dumb. Because they, they don't bother showing who did it, which is fine. You don't need to. But for a split... I mean, it, I didn't think that the whole episode, obviously. But for a split second, I was like, oh, Tony Egg fucked up and uh, <laughs> his truck drove away on its own. Uh, but no, yeah. It gets, <laughs> turned a corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gets stolen. Uh, yeah, and his his Korean boss suspects him because he, he does have ties to Tony Soprano. And he does come from that world. Uh, and it is... Like, as we see through this episode and... I know I'm pointing out what's kind of on the nose, but we see a couple of fish out of water, don't we? (laughs) 
Yes, yeah. yes, we do. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he like we've talked about all along. Uh, Tony Egg is like he is being he, like he actually genuinely wants to rejoin society and do these productive things. He has been rehabilitated by the system. Yay, it works. But there's like a uh, something underneath that he can tap into that not everyone can. He's he's not exactly phased. Like if my boss pulled me aside, like. Look, I'm, here's the gun I'm gonna shoot you with if you don't do your job. I'd be like, okay, cool. So where's? Uh, I'm not gonna talk to HR about this, but just uh, if I do, like, it would be um, it would be a real thing. But obviously, he doesn't give a shit. Like, he's got this danger in him, as we'll come to see, and he's not threatened by it. And I think Kim, in some way, respects that. Yes. Yeah. Then we see. Um Back at the old Sopranos homestead, uh, the Tony Soprano homestead, anyways. Uh, Tony and AJ in the morning. AJ's complaining about breakfast. Being AJ, Tony's telling him, uh, you know, hey, you can go to the grocery store. I'll reimburse you. Just buy the stuff you like. Uh, he he does say at first that like just write it down. I'll have the girl get it, but yeah. that's not good enough either. Yeah. So then it's like, well, you can get it. And I'll reimburse you. Now nah, that doesn't work either. And, uh, yeah, things get a bit heated from there. Yeah, because he says something like, well, when am I supposed to have time to do that? Because, you know, AJ's so busy. And Tony makes a crack like, oh, most of you're on the phone or, you know, practicing that stink on your face. And then uh, AJ makes a crack about dad coming home drunk all the time. And Tony does not like that, pulls him up out of the chair, throws him up against the wall. And then it's I, I do like AJ where he's like, one of these days I'm going to beat I'm going to kick your fucking ass. Uh, and it's, you know, just, a, just a typical father son relationship, if you will. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, it kind of puts me in mind of Tony's father and their relationship. Cause I feel like that would happen with Livia Soprano smoking in the background, you know, or yelling yeah. in the background and smoking. Um, and yeah, it's like he, this is, we get to see his unfiltered parenting style with Carmilla not around and both of them getting on each other's nerves and seeing how that goes. I, I mean, it didn't go great with Carmilla either, but it is obviously going worse, especially since after that he like pours out the cereal and when AJ storms off, he's kind of like smiling about it. <laughs> like It's not like he's like bothered by this interaction. Yeah. He's kind of like, yeah, showed him, did yeah. some good parenting right there. <laughs> Uh, then we see Carmela uh, getting ready to meet with AJ's advisor, uh, but she's kind of, you know, she wants to wear something nice. She wants to look good because we're in another Car- Carmela phase uh, with another pot- pot- uh, potential suitor. And yeah, rewatching it here, I, I just put together that she she picks the nice cleavage, uh, oh, yeah. like the cleavage shirt as she goes to that- meet uh, Mr. What is it? Wegler? Mr. Wegler, I yes. believe. That didn't pop out to you because it's kind of uh, centered in frame, so to yes, speak. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of noticeable. Um, but yeah, he called her in to talk about, oh, there's so this we need to talk about this uh, right away, this grade, you know, a, a crisis. But it's like kind of just to talk to you and talk about the offer of dinner or something, right? Um, yeah, dinner date. Uh, I think Carmelist brings up that, you know, are these teachers biased against AJ? Um, you know, just making excuses. Like we know, we don't see a lot of AJ in school, but, yeah. uh, we know AJ in his home life and he's not putting in work for school. There's no bias going on here. Yeah. And I mean, he obviously did, uh, he did cheat clearly. And Carm- it is interesting that Carmilla wouldn't like see that because she, despite like giving AJ hell at home, she's still like, no, he worked hard on that. And anyone else who worked hard and suddenly improved, you'd give a gold star. Now you think oh, he's a right. cheater. Yep. 
but it's like no he's he's clearly cheated like it's so obvious um but she also thinks cheating would be like a death deadly sin while they're kind of like yeah like lots of kids cheat (laughs) but uh anyway they need to do this lord of the flies essay and that's a that's a thing that gets brought up uh early on here but uh she Anyway, he, he breaks the formality of it by going around the desk and sort of leaning on it, looming over her, which we know she likes that kind of thing. And uh, they talk about, you know, uh, it took them a while to decide what to wear for both of them. How nice. Mm, and, yeah, they're uh, like little giddy kids beating each other. And, you know, it's it's all yeah. new and, and, and fresh and fun, especially for these, uh, uh, I don't want to say elderly people, but, you know, they're older people. They're later in life here. Middle-aged is fair, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, and he makes a crack about, like, oh, I don't think Tony would break mm-hmm. my legs if he found out. It's like, the Carmela yeah. does not laugh at that, which is fun. <laughs> fun way to end the scene. Um, and we move into a dinner parlor scene, uh, which I, like, whenever one of these scenes starts, I'm like, where is this? What's going on? But this is... Uh, where is this anyway? I mean, uh, I assume maybe it's potentially... Well, like, maybe it's not at Tony Blundetto's place. Uh, it's either that or it's at Bobby's because I think what Bobby's sitting at the head of the table here, I believe. Yes, I think it's probably Bobby because even if he has to study, Tony wouldn't like leave the table if it was his house. I think, and it kind of reminds me of Bobby's place. Uh, and well, whose picture is that on the wall? Ah, I don't know who's. who's (laughs) We're just go with that. It's Bobby's place. Yeah, and then we meet doing his studying in that anyway. Yeah, we meet Tony Tony B's girlfriend. I guess uh, she responded to an ad he placed from jail. He's he's studying for his massage massage therapist test. The the whole thing with him having a girlfriend it is kind of reminiscent of like you'll never know that they snuck out his sperm or you know yes. <laughs> I placed an ad in from jail and she responded. I mean, it is a real thing that happens though. So you know, mm-hmm. good for him. Uh, and he has kind of like a quick back and forth with Christopher here and Christopher's kind of extolling the 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 advice he's gotten from the program uh mm-hmm. he says something along the lines of like people uh, the people that judge you are the ones that feel less about themselves something or other or that don't I love that I love the contrast because he comes in like oh they let you post an ad and he's like yeah they let you post an ad he's <laughs> like I gotta read some of that shit I bet it's hysterical oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> and that's Tony's right. just like uh. <laughs> Tony's such a patient man uh, Tony that's X right. that is and then he gets to say some actual say like other people's definitions of you they're more about making themselves feel better after just having said that which was great um, so yeah he's getting ready like he's studying blah 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 um and oh then Carmela has dinner with Father Phil. Father Phil in Oh, Sorry, he, I have to say that uh Christopher ends the scene with saying uh I think he says gotta keep the eye on the tiger. Yeah. Uh <laughs> which I think is a reference to eye of the tiger, you yeah, know, right. Rocky and all that. But I just love that. I love whenever they get something slightly wrong. <laughs> Yeah, and they just kind of slide it in there. Like, they don't bring attention to it. It's not like someone corrects them or they call it out. They just kind of let it sit, which is which is great. Yes. Um, and like you were saying, there's a dinner then with uh, our good Holy Father and Carmilla. And, oh, what a fun and not awkward affair at all. Yeah, and his weird, like, jealousy is kind of coming to head here where what he's trying to remind her of, like, uh the the you know the promise you made in front of god to be faithful to tony and it really it's like it's not his place at this point what he's saying yes religiously it makes sense but he knows their 
relationship and plus they are separated so he's just being father phil like he's he's the worst priest <laughs> uh, or yeah. not maybe not the worst priest of course there are worse uh, but he's yeah. up there <laughs> he's a bad one like they have the whole thing and then he's like oh if we really want to discuss this i think we should include tony in the conversation Ugh, as well yeah. which is like oh that's not the conversation that i thought we were having um but yeah he doesn't approve um, and I mean the end. Another great ending of a scene with just like the pepper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like he calls him over and like he grinds the pepper, and then it's like say when, senor, or whatever, and then it just goes, keeps going to the end of the scene. Uh, then yeah, Tony Tony Egg. Uh, he's studying uh, at his job, um, and his boss uh, notices that, calls him into his office, uh, and you know he sees he's a hard worker, like just like him. You know, yep. and he sees an opportunity. Maybe he wants to partner up, get a place uh, going for this massage therapist, and work with his daughter. So you know, things are kind of on the on the come up. This hard work could be paying off here. Yeah, everything's coming up egg. Yeah. Um, but like I, at this point, in the, like I'm excited about this, and I kind of know that I shouldn't be, but like I'm kind of like, yeah, you're gonna get your dreams. It's all gonna work out for Tony. Um, and the fact that he, like, in one scene we saw him earlier and be be a dick, and then we see this turn sort of thing, and like I believe it. And Kim is a great character as well, obviously, and I just love the turn from like him being disgruntled to be ha- have to talk to him in the office and like suspicious about the whole thing and like why would you want to do that and like actually this all kind of makes sense and we would do something together and as he says later like these korean people they're obsessed with like starting your own thing and building mm-hmm. it up and i can be part of that and all of that and i don't know it's it's a great idea and uh i'm like excited about it and i know i shouldn't be and i love like the look on his face because we know he's wanted this and uh, it's just a great scene yeah yeah i agree and then we see that uh even though tony is obviously putting more muscle into like his parenting style and you know as we saw throwing uh, aj up against the wall and other times being a little tougher on him he still can't really handle it because now he's they're back at uh, Carmilla's place, and uh, AJ wants to move home. Tony wants him to move home, and mm-hmm. Carmilla has some uh, non-negotiables. You know, schoolwork, no cursing uh, at her. <laughs> very, very reasonable, rational things here. <laughs> yeah, and you got to include me in your life a little, which I think I it's such a nice thing to add in also because I think obviously AJ – deep down wants that he's just really bad at communicating with his parents like most teenagers are and he's also been around tony where like he probably misses the softer aspects of carmilla as well and her showing some interest in things and stuff like that so it's like oh fine fine whatever and then tony gets to go like yeah we played that just right you know i i toughened him up for you don't worry like (laughs) yeah yeah i think you know i think the time with me helped so yeah no yeah Uh kind of (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in a way, in a weird way. Um, and yeah, that's basically it. She doesn't give him anything, though. She just kind of blanks him completely. Yeah. She's not yelling or anything. It's just, I at this point, I'm like, Carmilla's a genius because she knew exactly that this would happen and how it would happen. And it was uh, played out perfectly by her, not by you, Tony. Yeah, then we have uh, kind of part, part of the scene we heard at the top of the show here, uh, Tony... Uh, Tony Egg is studying at uh, Satrielli's. They're kind of helping him with the flashcards. Uh, you know, pissing, shitting, and fucking all happens within a two-inch radius. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and wait, what, what, what do I have here? Uh, I have a note here. Tony B's under pressure. Remember Pearl Harbor. I forget what the line is there because I actually watched this one like over a week ago. So I don't know. Yeah, specifically. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know about the pressure <laughs> thing, but uh, while he's under pressure and that he's got to pass this test and he's practicing for it and all of that, and he can't guess bicep or he's forgetting stuff because he's stressed. But uh, but yeah, I think that's. Uh, I'm sure that's Paulie's line. Remember Pearl Harbor, which uh, <laughs> oh, that's is right, obviously yeah. hilarious <laughs> because uh, those were the Japanese, <laughs> different country. They also oppressed the Koreans for a long time. So uh, anyway, great line. I'm sure Paulie wouldn't care if I told. Him. <laughs> yeah, it was the poly line. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we have Carmilla after her date. Um, and is this where she, she gets what? Madame Bovary here? Uh, yes, exactly. They yeah. get in the car and he kind of leans back and grabs a book for her. And I, I felt like earlier, I think they already talked about the book, right? And she was like, oh, it's too too heavy for me or something. And, and he says, oh, that's why I like you, that you don't, you know, you're unpretentious and you say what you think. Maybe that was, maybe that's this scene. I kind of got it mixed up. Um, but either way, I feel like he shows the lie in what he's saying because he says like, oh, I don't care that, you know, you don't care about the same stuff as me, but I'm going to like keep giving you this book that you already read and like don't like because I like it and yeah. I want you to like absorb my opinions. Like, I think that's more the thing. Like I see you as a, uh, uh, not necessarily a fool, but a blank cultural slate. And I want to fill you up with these, uh, good books and such, uh, which isn't negative in itself, but the fact that she's not having any fun doing it should indicate that he should maybe not do that. Yeah. And, uh, sentimental education is also a book written by Gustav Flaubert or however you say it, uh, the, okay. the author of Madame Bovary. Um, and yeah, cause this whole relationship as it plays out, yeah, there's this like superiority he's getting from being the intellectual here. And he does think it's like quaint, uh, her, you yeah. know, thoughts on literature and whatever. Uh, but then of course there's this whole thing with Carmilla and her, like, I, I do feel like she is attracted to this man and, and she does want you know, a relationship outside of Tony, but she's also has this sinister motives of like trying to help AJ and like mm -hmm. that kind of, we see that play out through the episode. So it is such, it's a really bizarre, uh, back and forth between them. Yeah. And to touch on the book, since they're talking about it, he says, or she says that nothing happens in the book. And, and he says that on the outside, nothing happens, but inside she has these extremes of, you know, exhilaration and depression or whatever, which kind of does relate to Carmilla, like her not moving a lot in the past few seasons. Yeah. <laughs> and like her like feeling a lot, but not moving anywhere. And now she is moving somewhere and that's scary. Uh, anyway, he wraps it up by saying that she should read it again, which is like, fuck off. I already read this boring book for <laughs> <Yeah>. you, dude. <laughs> but yeah. And then she says, what a wonderful thing to have in a den, which is, <laughs> which is a great line as well. A great response to that. Anyway, they, fuck yeah they do she finally yeah. gets it on with someone outside of tony the payoff finally after season after season of her pining over other men um and and getting you know uh sexual gratification from someone else uh we we end up with mr wegler uh her fucking uh son's advisor uh and then there's the yet obvious a, choice another yeah. book because then when she gets up 
and goes in the bathroom. It's with letters of Abelard, uh, letters of Abelard and Heloise. Uh, or however, yeah. I forget if I'm pronouncing it the way Carmilla pronounces yeah. it or the exact <laughs> exactly. way you're supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he gets to give a synopsis that it's about um, people, as a teacher uh, who fell in love with their student. Like, oh, yes. Um, which it would be a worrying thing if like your te- your son's teacher had that kind of, but not really, but kind of. Um, and yeah, it's a 12th century scholar falling in love with his underage student um, and gets her pregnant. And <laughs> yeah, the passionate and, letters between a monk and a nun. Yeah. Yeah, because they both have to become very religious because they sinned. Anyway, she goes home at the end and looks at a picture of Tony and gets a gun and puts it under her pillow. Very subtle stuff going on here with yeah. the writing, am I right? Yeah, well, and, and also it should be called out that the picture she looks at, it's the same picture that AJ was studying after he first started learning about who his dad is. Uh, it's like, yeah. the, like him and AJ like fishing or something like that. And it's yes. like kind of the same shots because it shows like the picture and then it zooms in and you got right on Tony's like smiling face. Uh, so yeah. it's a nice little callback there. Reminds you of the picture with the horse as well, like the painting, uh, yeah. <laughs> like going slowly in on that. And then even when he's painted over, he's still got that face that makes Polly want to go get a gun, kind of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so Polly, uh, sorry, uh, Tony Egg does the test on the computer about all these different muscles, muscles and such, and he finds out in a very undramatic way that he's passed. And congratulations. And you did it, baby. And what a fantastic day for both of you. And it only get, I mean, yeah, it only gets better later, of course. Yeah, and he's completely surprised. I mean, I guess he just didn't expect that he would. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, he's board certified, all the hard work. I mean, things, are, things are starting to pay off. And, I mean, as we see through this episode, and uh, I want to call out one of the, the lines from the Soprano Sessions book. Uh, when they're talking about this episode, uh, David Chase likes to say that contrary to critical consensus, The Sopranos isn't a show about how people don't change or that they can't change. Uh, it's David Chase's view that personal change isn't impossible, but it's rare and incredibly difficult, uh, partip- particularly in a culture that rewards inertia and selfishness like the mafia. So, I mean, obviously, that's like a big thing with this episode because, you know, both Tony and Carmela are kind of facing change in like different environments in a way but yeah. even if they want to like blame outside sources it's kind of like the the piece of themselves is like dragging them back to who they are in a way i guess yeah yeah no that that does make sense which is sad like i've never even thought of that aspect that it's a show about you know not people not changing <laughs> yeah. um i that would not have been my first thought either but i i think that's a, a really interesting read on it because yeah and, and also what you said about it, like a piece of them dragging them back to what they actually are but then could be better than anyway uh carmilla goes to confession now this is where i start to blame carmilla for this because first scene it's like yeah she's excited cool but then it's like you already know he's gonna tell you not to do this and maybe she wants someone to say that or whatever but she comes in and talks about how she did this and she's gonna do it again and he's like well i can't like absolve you if you say you're gonna do it again (laughs) and she's like yeah but it's so cool though and he's so hot and like (laughs) all that stuff yeah yeah And, and and but also it's like I mean, I guess I, I'm trying to give Carmilla more credit. Like, she must understand what Father Phil's doing here. Like, what? Like, he's not just coming at it from the point of view 
of just a priest in confession like he they have this personal relationship that still kind of keeps coming up and it really yeah. blurs the lines in a weird way uh yeah. but yeah what are you gonna do that's the church for you that's a nice little comment on the church yeah, I mean, she gets to have some girl talk about it later, which is probably what she should have done initially, but she is quite religious. It's just sad that she doesn't have a therapist to go to to talk about this, which is what she actually needs. Instead, she gets this, you know, God stuff. Um, and and uh, he tells him, he, oh, he tells yeah. her to do something nice for Tony <laughs> pray yeah. for him or whatever. <laughs> uh, and I do want to call a quick a quick line I read. Yeah, dire- director Peter Bogdanovich, uh, Elliot, as we know, he does note that the composition of this scene is the underscore that Carmilla is entrapped by the Catholic doctrine. So there's a little call out for you. Makes sense to me. Um, so the next scene, we get to see the whole place that's going to turn into a massage parlor. And this is when I know it's not going to go well. Like, because <laughs> there is potential. I mean, there is potential in this space. There's just yeah. something about seeing it and seeing the- him going around alone saying, we're going to do this here. We're going to do that here. That's when you know that's not going to happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a funny line where what Chris comes in and says that there's a, uh, like a dog kennels or something next door in case someone gets hungry, you know, a nice little yeah. uh, Asian jab. And then they have to make comments on, you know, Kim's daughter is like a young, attractive woman. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, a lot of potential, like, oh, what a great, what a great happy ending that he's setting up for Tony B here. Yeah. I think Tony does the dog eating comment first and then Christopher comes in and does it in <laughs> front of right. the girl as yeah. well yeah, because right. everyone's going to do that because <laughs> that's who they are. Tony tries to, uh, I mean, Tony Egg tries to bring up how, you know, Tony Soprano is disappointed and all in him going civilian and Tony just kind of blank faces him on that. And we know that's true, but I think he's kind of over it. I think he is glad to see him in this space, um, which is another reason that it's like hurts that he can't, do it um but anyway tony promises to get the koi the koi fish and i mean yeah like you said there's even a hot young secretary girl and oh this is gonna be so brilliant but uh well you never know yeah we'll see uh then yeah we have rosalie and carmilla they're dishing on this relationship uh aj comes home makes some homophobic statements about his teacher it is weird like they they have these Part like uh, I guess because Tony makes the remarks too, and I think there have been the remarks in the past. And I think when Tony brought up the poppers and weird sex, wasn't that somehow? Didn't he relate that to Wegler as well? I think so, probably. Uh, so yeah, I mean, obviously they're making a statement on like you know casual homophobia, and because AJ says what you know his faggy hand was on me, maybe he's a big homo or something like that. But then they have a sweet moment that brings Rosalie to tears uh, because she's remembering good old Jackie Jr. Uh, and her son that she lost. Yeah, exactly. And, and then Tony comes in, I think, and... Oh, oh, well, no, sorry, that's, that's another scene. One, yeah. But he just says the exact same thing about the <laughs> about Mr. Regular. And not that it matters, but I feel like maybe she says the N-word, but they overdubbed it uh, in this scene because when when Rosalie uh, like kind of cries and then Carmilla hugs her and she's talking about her Jackie and she says something about those jigs, like... But it feels like it's dropped in. Like the audio sounds weird. Um, uh, it's ch- she says chinks. No, um, she, I think the, the the I think the subtitles say they say that, but I don't think she says that. Well, let me okay, let me let me listen to it right now. See if you can find it. Yeah, let me. Uh, I think I got it. You're right. It sounds a bit weird. <laughs> it does sound a bit weird. 
Sorry about the silence there, everyone. We just got to pull this up for your audio uh, analysis at home. Yeah, I get it. (sighs) You never fought those goddamn chicks who killed him. Yeah, see, it's definitely a drop-in. And if you look, Mm -hmm. I feel like... I feel like maybe she was saying the N-word, which maybe they're like, ah, oh, that's a bit much. <laughs> which was the kind of feel <laughs> for this be. character yeah. here, so maybe we should take that out. <laughs> Could be. I'm, I'm just watching it now as well to watch the lips. Give me a sec. <laughs> that's a bit strange, yeah. Uh, I didn't. It didn't pop up to, out to me, to be honest, Jim. <laughs> no, it didn't pop up to me. For whatever reason, I was skimming through the episode before we watched it, and I happened to just drop on this scene. I didn't notice it. When I first watched it, uh, it just I noticed it quickly before we started the show. So yeah. again, it doesn't matter. I just I just thought it was weird. Uh, but then we have kind of go- tying back to that quote I was talking about with with David Chase, where he's talking about how people like kind of the shows about how hard it is to to have real personal change because this thing that happens where Tony B finds the bag of money, it's. It, I mean, Sopranos is really good at really towing the line and kind of running the line of something that could be ridiculous. Yeah. But since it serves a point and serves a purpose, it works. And it is kind of like the weird hand of God. And I think either I think even Bogdanovich notes that it's shot from high up when the car zips by and throws the money out because it is kind of like they're addressing that it is almost like uh, a deuce ex machina here that happens, which because it just happens to find a bag of money, but it brings out the true Tony B in a weird way. Uh, so I think it still works. But even though, like on paper, if someone's like, okay, then in the next episode, Tony B finds a bag of money and it leads him down a dark path, and I'm like, oh, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, yeah, it makes perfect sense to shoot it from above, hand to God, all that. The way they shot it, I missed the bag. Maybe it was because I had subtitles on as well, and it's uh. not like super dominant in the shot. But then they're talking about, oh, the garbage is right there. I just thought they were driving crazy. Obviously, I picked it up. They they pick it up, and I'm like, I get what's going on. I just didn't see it at first. Um, but yeah, they toss away the drugs, keep the money, of course, like you do. Would you do the same in this situation, Jim? Yeah, yeah, I don't need the drugs. I, maybe I'll sell them, get more money. Yeah, but if you get caught, like if you get stopped on by the cops, like because there there are cops around, you know, it makes sense. Yeah. All right. Hey, who? No, no law against walking around with cash. Am I right? That's 10 true. Ten grand, twelve grand. You're <laughs> thinking, man. I need you on my side when I find a bag of money and drugs. I do love exactly. his reaction because she says someone's the drugs, and he's like tosses it away. He's like, "There, you happy?" <laughs> yes. Exactly. And he says um, he's gonna buy her a ring, and she says she he should reinvest it like in the business and that. Do you think if uh, this hadn't happened, uh, he would have been fine and running that whole sort of business forever? Or what do you think? No, I mean, maybe maybe the only reason why maybe he would have been fine is because it would have had more time for things to gradually set in place. But it does it does feel like maybe this just uh, rushed the inevitable and it was inevitably yeah. going to be bad. Uh it's just rough because, yeah, her her recommendation put it in the business because we, as we see, things start to come out because, you know, he is out late drinking and doing that. It's, it's hard enough. He's juggling a day job and doing all this work by himself to build up this place when all he would have had to do is use that money to hire some people to do it for him, you know, and it would have yeah. maybe been great. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, it doesn't work out so well in the end. Yeah, could have easily find some guys uh, through his connections and all with Tony, whatever, to do the work for him. 
but he doesn't. He needs to get new shoes and drinks with the girls with their tits out. Yeah. Um, so you know, good times all around. Um, and let's see, what else do we have going on? Of course, Carmilla's trying to get uh, AJ to write this essay. Uh, in a quick scene there, he's literally falling asleep there. So we see that he's not putting the work in as much. Um, and uh, Carmilla also gets another fun scene, just kind of yeah, having dinner again, like playfully putting, I don't know, ice cream or whatever all over his face. Real, real fun, sweet stuff here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, because that's intercut with, as we already mentioned, we see Tony B out living life uh, with his newfound money. Um. Oh, and then yeah, because then we get to the scene after. Yeah, they, they have their playful dinner, and then Carmela is just kind of looking out the window, like she's in this honeymoon phase with this new bow, and and things are good. But then Tony shows up, uh, yeah. in classic, sh- uh, classic, uh, Tony. Um, yeah, he brings some stuff over, and they're going over what the paper that he potentially bought or whatever. And I think Tony. Yeah. Tony does make some homophobic remarks as well, uh, yeah. showing that AJ is his father's son. My favorite part of this, though, is just the fact that, like, the scene starts with her uh, kind of just looking out the window at a beautiful day, and then it ends with disgusting Tony now in her view. Like, because <laughs> they're really good at, like, making Tony gross around Carmilla, I feel. Because yeah. he's just talking and he just starts taking his clothes off and he's in his boxers. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's just like, I'm going for a swim. Uh, and now her, you know, her whole like nice idealized life that she, the moment or moment, I should say that she's having is completely ruined by Tony Soprano. <laughs> that's a great point. I mean, he, he, Wegler also calls and get, oh, like, that's right. dirty yeah. talks her, yeah. uh, kind of like, what are you wearing and all when, when she's saying that she can't talk right now. And it is really absurd when he suddenly is taking his clothes off. Cause just a few <laughs> episodes ago that it would have been like kind of too tense and obviously it's still too tense she's yelling at him about it but he's very much showing like no nah, this is my house still you get the live here but whatever it goes out for a swim and yeah i, I oh. mean hey if the pool's filled up someone's yeah. gonna use it yeah he loves that pool plus and you know what i didn't even notice before but i was kind of skimming through the scene he goes in the fridge and he takes out her leftovers assuming from the uh, assumingly from yeah. the date that they had i didn't even pick that up initially yeah he even says like since when do you eat duck oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, I think this all plays out perfect. We kind of get what's going on. Then we see Tony B. Now he's got a nice new suit. He's got new shoes. They're hanging out at the casino, their underground casino. They always go to. So it is like this life. Uh, you know, it's pulling him back in. And I guess to your point of like, would things have worked perfectly otherwise? I guess eventually, even if he built that business up and finally did have his own money, he would have been in, he would be doing this same shit, right? He, it's like, it's almost like he was working hard because he didn't have anything. Uh, he didn't have the means to go and buy dumb suits and, and go to the casino, even though he's still hanging out with these same people, but now you get a taste of it. It's like, Oh, why am I putting in all this work when I don't need to? 
Yeah, I feel like if he yeah, he accepted the koi fish, and after the koi fish came the great deal on towels. Like mm-hmm. it's gonna be the next mob hangout in his place, and then he's gonna be part of it a yeah. little bit more. And Tony's gonna give him some money, and he's gonna start doing coke. Like it probably would have gone this way anyway. It's just he's the only character whose change I actually believed in. You yeah. Know? Uh, it, yeah. Well, in in this sort of sense, in the, their reform or whatever, like it actually made sense, and it was fun to see him do something different. But uh, yeah, uh, so we get the uh, next scene with Carmilla and her lover, uh, and she's way too focused still on you know the whole situation with AJ and keeps talking about that. Now, as he throws in her face earlier, she, he, he, sorry later, he says this is all exploitation. You know, he's um, he thinks she's using her pussy as a weapon, her vagina and such. But I I, I mean whether it's uh, maybe subconscious. I don't think so. Like I, I think she's genuinely this like obsessed with her son and his grades and everything, right? Or what are you reading from this? I think it's a little of both. I think she knows what she's doing. Um, because I mean, if we jump ahead a little, because it, it ends with her doing like a "woe is me," and he was a, she calls him a wolf in sheep's clothing to her father because her father's like fixing her door at the end, and he's like, you know, if you had a man around the house, I wouldn't have to come do this, and she's being sad Carmela, like we've seen a few times where she's just in bed, her eyes are all puffy from crying and she's wrapped in like a blanket burrito. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't think Carmela is that innocent here. I think she, she uh, may, maybe it is, uh, it's not premeditated, but she understands what she's doing because she withholds sex to kind of get what she wants. And then she, then she uses it as a reward. So I think he kind of has a point here and I guess it's the whole thing of you don't want to she doesn't want to face that you don't people in general don't want to face the bad things about them and the bad things they do maybe unknowingly. But yeah. I, I, I don't think she's that innocent here. Yeah, I mean, in practice, it is what she does. But I did read her as uh, innocent in this regard in that she's just, you know, that's who she is and she would keep worrying about this and then she once that is enough to get her not in the mood she also throws in that in the eyes of god she's still married and like that would be bullshit if she hadn't talked to the priest twice and had that planted in her brain but like i actually do believe her here um even though yeah it's a bit woe is me at the end uh maybe a bit like she actually did these things as well so um who knows but anyway it does lead to uh wendell is that his name? Yeah, uh, he Wegler. goes and talks. Wegler goes and talks to this teacher, who I do love. That the end of the scene is like, what? So it you kind of are prejudiced against him a little bit, kind <laughs> yeah. of, right? Yeah. So That's that was true. fun. Yeah, because and in a very like almost mafia type way, the way he kind of like leans on him a bit, uh, you know, to 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 get him to bump his grade up. He's been working hard or whatever, you know. He needs a little reward, but yeah, the other guy is kind of like. You know, hey, fuck this kid. You know, he's a privileged piece of shit. Go screw. Yes. I mean, he does have a point, but also you are a teacher, so uh, mm-hmm. it's your job to to help fix that. Yeah, it's not like he's asking him to give him an A, though. And I mean, he is like everyone's right. AJ's not good at this stuff, but I also feel that. It, like if someone's a football player as far as i understand from movies and television you get raised up a thousand times more than this and nothing you do matters academically and he did well i was about to say he tried but he did cheat twice so i don't know <laughs> yeah so uh, plus he was but, sleeping when carmela was trying to help him study as well 
yeah, no, you're right. Uh, he's not doing a great job of it. Uh, but, you know, it's just complicated. It is a little of both. Like, t- it doesn't matter. The teacher shouldn't be giving up on a student no matter what. That's the, that's your job. Uh, yeah. Speaking of your job, we have Tony B having to deal with punching a clock while he's stayed up. All- How you expect him to do deliveries when he's been up all night drinking and, <laughs> and gambling and doing whatever? Uh, yeah. And then he's putting together the, the, the spot. He's got some presents for the twins. They get some Game Boy, uh, Game Boy Colors, I believe, or Game Boy Game Advance. Game Boy Advance, my oh, dude. Nice. I never got one. Where's <laughs> the Tony Egg in my life? Yeah. Uh, letting me smash down walls and such. Um, yeah, so uh, he he tells them to go study on the floor because there's no chairs. Uh, but they have a nice moment where they're like, whoa, cool, he's breaking the thing, and he's got cool tattoos, and he's our dad. And he's like, come on, let's do it. Let's do this yeah. thing together. It's kind of a sweet moment. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, then you got Camarillo rushes over to Wegler and gives him what he needs, gives him that good vagina. Uh, you right. need the, what is it? You need a good girl, but you need the bad pussy from Game of Thrones. <laughs> is that the line? <laughs> I don't know, Jim. You tell me. It was the sand <laughs> <They're snakes>. very, <laughs> I guess so. They are very sweaty afterwards. Yeah. Like they've been sprayed with a spray bottle before this scene and they're lying there staring up at the ceiling. Um, but... And then, yeah, Car- and he, like looking at it, and Carmilla's like bar- bewilderment at her, like the, what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Ah, I feel like she's just. I'm not trying to bag on Carmilla because I'm mostly on her side. Like again, I feel like Tony is gross around her, and she's disgusted by him, and rightfully so. But I think one of the reasons why, although maybe it was a thing that people hated Carmilla, like in the same way that they hate like Skyler on Breaking Bad or even uh, what was one of the other ones? One of those, I guess, uh, uh, fucking what's Mad Men's wife there? Um, mm, good question. Draper, whatever. Watched, it's Be- Betty. Ah, Betty, Betty Draper. Draper. But I feel like Carmilla is, Carmilla's played a little bit different than that where she does have a lot of faults as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know. I, I Again, I, I don't think this is premeditated. I don't think this is the plan, but I think it's just part of who she is, and it ties into, again, with, like, yeah, she hates Tony, but she loves the lifestyle, and she does want the nice things and all the money and the things yeah, that come true. along with the bad stuff. So she's just You're not right. innocent here. I, I believe that because, um, like, she gets some extra help here. But then again, he is already AJ's like guidance counselor or I, I maybe no he isn't what the fuck is he like a college admissions advisor he's like an or advice yeah yep that's exactly his job to do the things she's asking but then I also understand that it's a bit of a mood killer when she's like maybe you can bring up the fact that he has ADD because you know it doesn't have the stigma it once had at, right after like he does try to make conversation like have you ever been to the Caribbean or whatever and then she brings this up and he's like Jesus Christ goes to the I thought he was going to go to the bathroom and sit down and read like yeah. to be away from the whole situation uh, but it uh, gets worse than that she's there eating her uh, chocolate and that she is you know having her cake and eating it too in a way yeah and he just comes out and talks about how they should have a timeout, and he wants to poke his eyes out with knitting needles when he thinks about putting the hand on this teacher and that <laughs> so well yeah, it's it all kind of gets it, it gets pretty wild from there he kind of stares into space but like he obviously goes too far and says that like he basically says she's the devil yeah so. <laughs> yeah no i so agree you, you, 
it, you the gotta whole, stay on her side for that one. He does it in a way, like he does it in his pretentious way, and and yeah, where like what is it? Your pussy's a weapon. Uh, you're a strong arm me using your pussy, and it's like all right, but it is great that because uh, if he just kept it at like you know, I think you're a user, Carmilla, which she kind of is, and but it's mm-hmm. hard to confront that if you are. But I do love that she, you know, gets pissed and says, you know, you better watch your step. Uh, You know, she's not she is she she is Carmela Soprano at the end of the day, just the same way that Tony Egg is Tony Blundetto. So, you know, I guess a a leopard can't change their spots. Exactly. Um, So we do get into Tony Egg. Uh, the last sort of sequence for him to sort of push him over the edge where he loses money playing cards. And if I've learned anything from The Sopranos is like, never play cards. Like, <laughs> no. It never works yeah. out for anyone. Never. Like, and I already don't, but like, <laughs> I, he blew the whole uh, tw- 12 grand. Not really. He has 400 left. You know, he's a smart guy. Um, I do believe he would never sink himself into the kind of hole that other characters might of like, oh, he owes the house this much. But yeah. like, he likes having this money. He likes spending money. And then it's like, okay, that's over now. And he goes back to work. And then he goes to the place and he's painting it. And yeah, he has a call with his girl who, what are they even fighting about? Something about they delivered the massage tables to his place instead of the place. Yeah, of the instead business. of the business. Yeah. And then, uh, like, because it's interesting because every other time we see them together, because it's not like I don't think we've ever seen this character before. It's all nice and nicey nice, but then here they're like really arguing, and she's like, "Ah, oh, like you're like she's geeking out, like sick of hearing all his bullshit." Uh, and I think he just hangs up on her or something while she's yelling. But even before that, when he has to work and he's his feet are slippering on the steps because he's wearing these like fucking alligator shoes or whatever the hell he bought uh, yeah. with his money. Uh, and then what? Then then Mr. Kim comes and then things come to a head. Yeah, exactly. And I think. Um the fact that we get to see what he's been doing, we don't need to see the growing tension uh, of between them. Like she can yell about his gambling and, and complaining and everything, and and that's like we we get it yeah. because we've seen those parts of it, so we know that's uh, going on. And like you said, he hangs up when Kim walks in, and he starts correcting he's, his language, like because he starts making fun of his accent at first because he's getting annoyed. Yeah. Uh, and starts kind of mocking him a bit, but even Kim's still like, you know what, you know, we're we're partners, and then what? I think he punches him or something, right? Yeah, and it's like it it works so much better than if this episode had been like remove the massage thing and just have him work at this place, and his boss Kim is such a hard ass, and in the end he punches him, and it's like. Yeah, punch that hard ass boss. You're you're a cool guy. Go out and become a mobster again. We're on your side. And here it's like you have what you need and this guy is actually not a bad guy. Yeah. He's being kind of great to you even though he obviously wants his piece of it and it's for his daughter and whatever. And maybe he's like I don't know, he feels like he's being condescended to but it, because he's still carrying the baggage from before, but he's being the worst kind of dick in response to that. Um so yeah, it really kind of hurts me when he <laughs> when he punches him. I'm like, no. Yeah. And then yeah, he he says like that he's over there busting his ass, and like then you're gonna say we're partners, even though I'm doing all the work and your laundry all day and everything. And yeah, just he punches him into the pond, like the the fountain, and grabs a piece of wood, and, and he kind of 
karate zoom. Yeah, bit, he, like. he fights back. Yeah, he blocks it, and then yeah, gives him like a kind of a yeah, it is like kind of like a kung fu move almost. But he does yeah, come I back and know. hits him with the two by four, uh, mm-hmm. and it really is like. Because this episode doesn't have a ton of mafia stuff, really, uh, but it is so Sopranos that it comes to this head here where they're fighting in this yeah. built-up massage parlor place that they're business they're trying to build. And, yeah, it's in the koi pond. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, Kim gets beat up, but, you know, he gives a little back, but yeah. he, still takes, he still takes a two-by-four to the head. Tony B kind of hurts his back beating him up. Uh, and then we have the old fish out of the water uh, on the floor dying because, you know, the death of a dream. Let's got to go back to, to who I am. Yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of him painting the walls of uh, Better Call Saul, how they're always like for seasons painting the walls different ways and it's never going to work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Beats the shit out of him basically in the end. And uh, uh, it's uh, it's sad. But uh, we have two quick scenes to wrap up. The one you mentioned from before with Carmilla and uh, her dad, who I, I, I'm, when I watched it anyway, I was completely with Carmilla. And I was like, at least go like, at least put your hand on her shoulder and go like, there, there, you'll find someone and then stroll out. But he literally just goes, well, and leaves <laughs> when she's like yeah, super that's, depressed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is. And, and just the fact saying she needs a man around the house, like that, he is being rough to her, but... I can't help but be kind of like, ah, Carmilla's also doing a little bit too much of a woe is me here because it's like you don't want to face your own, you know, uh, negative, the, the negative parts of yourself. It's easier yeah. to put it on someone else. Yeah. And he, um, yeah, she says that because she married Tony Soprano, her motives will always be called into question. And he definitely, he doesn't deny it. He's just yeah. like, well, and then he leaves. Um, so yeah, kind of <laughs> true. Final scene, Tony Egg shows up in his nice suit now and has a seat with Tony, and he asks to get back in. Um, how does Tony feel about this, do you think? Yeah, I mean, the line is what? It's hard doing business with strangers. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's, it's hard to read this here because, I mean, it's what he's kind of wanted this whole time, and I guess, like, Tony's thing was always he wanted to kind of take care of him because he has this feeling of like we saw in band, the band of brothers clip he was watching. This is kind of the guy that went over the hill for him and uh, maybe took the bullet that could have been his, mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't seem like this big elation, uh, but it also is kind of, you know, things are falling into place, I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I think he's happy about it. Yeah. I was kind of like, thinking maybe a very Tony thing to do would be to act like a jilted lover, oh, like yeah. act, give it a bit of a, give him a bit of a hard like transition back into it. Not because he wants him to st- stay a civilian, but just because you said no to this. So now I wasn't good enough for you. You thought I was some kind of criminal and now you want to be a criminal. But I think he does like Tony uh, too much to do that. So I think it's going to be a smooth transition. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he does give him a little smile, a little smirk and smile as it fades to black. So, Uh, Yeah, it can only be good things from here, I imagine. Oh, yeah, this is all going to work out for everyone involved. (laughs) Um, uh, If you have any theories in regards to how well it's going to work out, please do feel free to send them to showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com. You can, of course, also give us some thoughts in a review on iTunes. would be much appreciated. And besides that, you can check out jimandthem.com for more from Jim. He plays clips at the start of shows. Sometimes they're from The Sopranos. That's right. Um, 
And there's also awesomepedia.org for all of my projects. Is there anything else, Jim? Well, there is one more thing. Oh, what's that? Cut to black. <laughs>